Welcome to episode number nine of Weight Coach with Joanne Philomena from Joanne the Life Coach. Welcome listeners. Glad you've come back to catch another episode. It was a crazy week last week because I just knuckled down and decided I was putting together a free webinar for everyone on the hunger scale so that I can show it and share it and give you all of my insights into into that scale. So if you're interested in jumping onto the webinar, um, it's on April 28th, which is this Thursday, 1 o'clock Eastern. You can sign up for it on my website at joannethelifecoach.com. If you go to my front page, you'll see uh, the button there. Or if you follow me on Facebook, Joanne the Life Coach, it's up there on the header. Just click the header and you'll find the link to go sign up for the webinar. I would love to see all of you there. If you can't make it live, it's okay. I'll send out a replay link that'll be good for about 24 hours to go watch the replay. But live is best because there will be a chat box. You can chat to each other. You can ask me questions and I will try to address any questions that are asked throughout the whole webinar presentation. I'm not going to wait to the end. I want to field the questions kind of as they come up so that um, I'm sure if there's a question that comes up at a certain point in the webinar, others are thinking the same thing and it would be best to answer it right then and there for everybody. Um, I think when you wait to the end of the webinar to answer all the questions, like half of them may not even apply or remember why they asked them. So it'll be fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Today I want to talk about food journals. I know what you're thinking. Give me a break. I don't want to write down what I'm eating. I don't want to feel like I'm back on some diet. I don't want to count calories. I don't want to count points. I hear you. I hear you. I feel you. My food journal doesn't include calories, points, any of that stuff. It's a real different kind of food journal. Some of you may have downloaded my freebie that was the guide to overcoming overeating. And I also emailed out a link where you could download a little seven page journal that was really different. Here's the truth though, on writing down your food. Studies show People who are successful at taking off weight, journal it. And that's the truth. When I am writing down what I eat, even if I'm not counting calories, points, or anything else, when I write down what I eat, I pay more attention to how I'm feeding myself. Pure and simple. So it's amazing that this tool can force you to stay connected with what you're eating and what category you're eating in. What I like to ask is that you write down more about what you were thinking about before you ate, how long it had been since you had your last meal, how hungry did you feel at the start of it, the kinds of things that are going to help you learn and be in touch with your own body and your own hunger and your own patterns so that you start to get to know yourself. We don't take the time to really study ourselves. And my gosh, what better subject for you to learn about, right? <laughs> I mean, really get to know yourself through this. So I know a lot of 
clients and uh, people out there who join diet groups, they want to skip that step. They think they don't need that part, but they're wrong. They're wrong. You need to just write down everything that goes in your mouth and (laughs) it becomes a natural instinct to do it. You don't need to do it so much for controlling what you're eating as it is to notice your emotional patterns. So just get a neat little journal and start writing it down. That alone can make a difference. So in my starter's guide, I talk about if you're feeling like you're flat addicted to food and can't control it, or stepping on the scale sets the tone for your entire day, my blog post this morning was just about that, getting on the scale and how it sets the tone for your day. Diets alone don't work to get lasting results. I know I've probably already said this over and over and over on my podcast, but really that's what I'm all about is the fact that I know dieting alone is not going to work permanently. It'll take off pounds. Sure. You're going to drop the pounds, but your thoughts and your beliefs about yourself remain the same. So until you unlock the reasons why you're overweight, the weight will always return. If you start working on why you're there, you're, you're in the right place. You're listening to the right podcast. You can discover how your thoughts affect the results you're getting. And then you'll start to become comfortable with how you're eating. Pounds will start to drop away and they'll be gone permanently. Do I say you cannot diet? No, I don't say that. I kind of say it for me. I've said, you know what? I don't think I'm ever going to diet again. (laughs) With everything I've learned, everything I've studied, the psychology of eating, learning about the Minnesota starvation experiment and the psychological effects that had, um, as well as the physiological effects. I just, I don't know, but I don't ever want to say ever. Although in my webinar, I say I won't diet again ever. (laughs) I might, I might find something really intriguing and think, oh, I'm going to try that for a month. But I don't say don't diet. And a lot of people that I coach are currently in diet programs. I coach a lot of people from Weight Watchers and I love doing that because I'm familiar with the Weight Watchers program. So I can kind of coach around that. And the way I look at it, if You've joined Weight Watchers and you're losing the weight with Weight Watchers. By golly, get the coaching because Weight Watchers isn't going to address your personal issues as to why you feel driven to overeat. And you're going to lose the weight with Weight Watchers. It's really great. You get that weekly group connection, but you're missing the key element that's going to keep that weight off forever for you. That's what coaching is going to do. It's going to provide that key where you start to understand what it is that urges you to overeat in the first place. So if you are doing a program like that, then you're probably already journaling your food. Okay. If you're doing Weight Watchers, you're counting points for sure. And What you need to do is instead of just a little electronic journal, get yourself a journal journal. Make notes so that at the end of the day, you can look through it and see where your thoughts were, what was going on in your life every time you ate. If you blow it, 
and go off program, that's when we start beating ourselves up, right? What the heck was I thinking that I ate that? That's the time that is so valuable for you to journal, to reflect on, because there is where you're going to start to discover why you feel the need to overeat or to eat when you're not hungry. That's just gold for you to journal about. Because when you start to look at those times, instead of beating yourself up over it or feeling like, oh, I've just blown all my calories for the day. What does it matter now what I eat? Instead of falling into that trap, now you can get excited, honest to God. You can get excited and interested and fascinated about it and say, whatever made me walk into the kitchen and eat six cookies? Oh my God, why did I do that? Then you start to think about it. What was going on? Were you watching TV? What did you see? What did you hear? What might you have been thinking that made you feel that urge to want food? There's your key. And journaling is going to help you uncover that. So you can't just in, try to intellectualize it. Get out a piece of paper get out a book and start to uncover the actual issues that you're dealing with. You want to look at when it is you eat. Are you eating because you're hungry? Are you eating because it's a time on the clock? Are you eating just because food was available? When do you eat and why do you eat? Are you just wanting something? Right? Sometimes I feel that way. It's like, I just need something. And that's when I have to stop and, and try to ask myself, what am I feeling here? What was I thinking? Why do I feel like I just want something? And it doesn't always stop me from walking into the kitchen and getting a snack, okay? But what it does is it helps me try to gain some insight into what is making me just want something. You, of course, want to keep track of what you eat, but really taste what you eat. Okay, I've talked about my experiment with pizza before where I did that really tedious, um, I can't remember what it was called. It was a really tedious worksheet where you would buy a food that was like a favorite food or a food that you were just craving. And then you would sit down and after every bite, you would write down exactly what you tasted, how it felt all that, you know, did it satisfy you? And I did this with pizza. And, you know, I wrote down what the first bite tasted like. Then I took another bite and I chewed it carefully and I tried to notice all the flavors and what it felt like in my mouth. And I wrote that all down. By the time I got past the third bite, it started to be, I started to write down words like doughy, bland. <laughs> I never thought of pizza that way. But after the first few bites, it was just not great. And now when I have pizza, I don't eat three pieces of pizza. I can't eat three pieces of pizza because I've really identified for myself how that pizza is really tasting and feeling in my mouth. And I know the first few bites, I may eat a piece of pizza, but boy, I really need some salad or something else to go along with it because I am not going to eat three pieces of dough. <laughs> you know, you would really start noticing your food. Some foods are great from start to finish. Artichokes, 
I love artichokes, so don't laugh. I know it's a vegetable. But I have to tell you, when I eat an artichoke and I analyze what it's tasting like from start to finish, I love that artichoke just all the way through. I love the artichoke. You want to note how much you're eating, right? Not so much, and this is really key because we've been trained. If you've dieted over and over and over again like I have, you have been so trained when you think about how much you eat, like how many ounces of protein. Is it a cup of rice or a half a cup of rice? That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about when I say how much you eat, I'm talking about how much you put in your stomach and how your stomach feels. Because for most of us to think it's time to stop eating, we think we need to feel really full. And that's too much food if your stomach feels really full. You have to start choosing to not overfill your stomach and still be able to feel good. The real key to that is to not eat until you feel a little bit hungry. Because if you feel a little bit hungry when you start eating, now you know when to stop. Because you'll stop eating when you don't feel a little bit hungry anymore. Right? That's when it's time to stop when you feel pretty satisfied with it. For me, it's usually like the hunger stops and I eat a few more bites and then I might eat a couple more bites after that and I'm done. Because... There it is. And I still feel great. My stomach doesn't feel full. I just feel good. And I don't need to eat anymore because I'm not hungry anymore. In the evenings, try to stop eating after 8 p.m. Evenings become a danger zone. Surely it's my danger zone. So you want to set yourself a cutoff time. Okay? Don't make the cutoff time too early for yourself. You might want to have dinner. If you eat an early dinner, if you have dinner around 5.30, you might need a little something at 7.30. And I mean a little something at 7.30 just to top it off and be ready to go through the night. 8 p.m. is good for me because I tend to go to bed around 10 or 11 o'clock. And that gives my stomach a couple of hours processing food before I go lay down. And then my stomach doesn't feel icky when I go to bed because it's too full. When you are journaling about the food, you want to be honest with yourself. I I can remember there are times when I've journaled what I was eating, when I was counting calories or counting points. And I would just hit the point where I just didn't even run write things down anymore that day because I knew I had blown it and it just got to be like, oh my God, just forget it. It's a It's a written off day. But you don't want to depress yourself over something like that. You're going to learn what makes you tick and you want to be real honest with everything you're writing down in there. Lock it away at night if need be <laughs> so you can feel secure. Nobody else is going to read anything you put in there. You want it to just be really open and honest. You want to think about why you're eating when you're eating. How did you feel? As I said, were you really hungry? Also journal, you know, if you hit the middle of the day, and it's been three, four hours since you ate and you're not feeling hungry. You don't even have an appetite. 
journal about that. Note that down. Because you can note down how many hours from what you last ate and you're still not feeling hungry and you still don't have an appetite. And you can also learn from that because you can look at when did you eat the last meal? Why did you eat it? How much did you eat? How did you feel after eating it? Maybe you just ate a lot. Okay. And if you overeat and you fill your stomach to absolute full, it's going to be five, six hours before you're going to feel any hunger again. You really don't need to eat for that long because you've put all that food in your stomach. So that is really key to relearning your body, relearning what drives you to eat, and getting started on your way to becoming comfortable with food again. I truly feel that we don't need to be limited to diet foods. I really despise diet foods at this point in my life. Um, I shouldn't say that. There's a few that I still like. Okay, I used to eat Fiber One cereal all the time. Oh, it's just cardboard. It really is. <laughs> but it was so few Weight Watcher points and I could eat a lot of it. But I still have Fiber One cereal on hand to this day. And I'll tell you why. I used to love shake and bake chicken. <laughs> Honestly, shake and bake chicken. And shake and bake is not one of the best things you can use. There's a lot of sugar in shake and bake and just a lot of sodium in it. I discovered you can throw a handful of Fiber One cereal into a li my little, like I have a little Cuisinart uh, chopper grinder. And I throw cereal in there. I throw some a little seasoning, salt, a little garlic powder, pepper, and I grind it down. And it makes the best shake and bake. <laughs> and it's healthy shake and bake because you're getting fiber and you can control the amount of sodium. So not all diet foods are off my list. But I really feel that we need to be able to eat normally foods that we like, foods that we feel are pretty healthy for our body by our, by our own standards. And you can lose weight doing that as long as you are not overfilling your stomach and only eating when you're hungry. Once you overcome that urge to overeat, you begin to understand it and it begins to go away. Then it's not a struggle to not eat until you're hungry. Then when you're hungry, you can eat anything you want, as long as you do not fill up your stomach and just stop eating as soon as you stop feeling hungry. And it gets easier and easier, especially when you constantly remind yourself, hey, I'm going to get hungry again in just a few hours and I can eat more of this then if I want. So I don't have to sit here and just keep shoveling it in and make myself feel uncomfortable because I get to eat it again and again if I want to. And it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're eating salad. It doesn't matter if you're dipping lobster in butter, right? Because as soon as you're satiated, you're going to stop. That's what's working for me right now. It really is. And do I nail this every single day, every single meal? No, I don't. 
No, I don't. I still sometimes eat when I'm not really truly hungry. Evenings are still my real big bugaboo <laughs> to work around. I'm still coaching myself on where the urges come from to overeat. I'll continue to coach myself and work with other coaches on this. I think there are so many reasons that we have built in why we feel the urge to overeat, that it really takes a lot of thought work to uncover all of those. But compared to a couple years ago, man, I'm on easy street. I really feel like it. And I talk about, you know, I've lost weight and I've kept most of it off over the years. I'm not anywhere near what my top weight has been. And the past year, I've not gained any weight, like at least in eight months, my weight has stayed the same, which is just an absolute revelation for me. I take it back. It's been a year. It's been a year. We're in, we're at the end of April. So for me, that is such a revelation because I spent my whole life with my weight going either up or being dieted back down again. I remember reading Janine Roth, um, gosh, I think back in the 1980s, where she talked about eat whatever you want, give into your body, listen to your body, you'll naturally lose weight. But she didn't really teach any controls on that. So <laughs> I did it and it began to normalize food for me in my mind. But the scale never stopped going up because I was still eating too much without even realizing I was eating too much. I was eating too much. So that weight gain never stopped. And that's kind of how my life has been because the scale will just keep going up, 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 up until I start to panic because now I'm reaching new heights of weight and I have to start dieting to start that scale going back down again. And it's been up and down my entire life until I started learning the coaching tools that I teach for weight loss and applying them. And now I pretty much eat what I want. And I've been the same size for a year. It's not my ideal size. Nope. I still think for my health, it would be good for me to take off another 20 pounds. And I know at some point, those 20 pounds are going to come off. I am not worried about it. And my weight has stabilized, which is like, hallelujah, I can put on the same summer dress that I wore last summer. <laughs> what a revelation that is for me. So thank you for listening today. Please go check out my website at joannethelifecoach.com, J-O-A-N-N, thelifecoach.com. And you can sign up for my webinar if you're listening to this in time. It's on Thursday, April 28th. I would love to see you there. Leave me a review in iTunes if you would be so kind, because having reviews in iTunes makes all the difference in this becoming visible in iTunes for others to find me. So I would really love it if you would go click on those stars, leave me some comments in iTunes reviews. Have a great week. Until next time. 